everyone good morning happy monday october 25th we are live for the teach better teams morning show the daily drop-in show where we are live every single morning monday through friday at 7 a.m eastern we have a new theme every single week we have a good news story we got some holidays to celebrate the one and only mr jeff gargas is here we have some stories from our weekend i mean we have a lot to get through in this monday show so please fill up your coffee we're going to get started slowly maturing, waking up for the best week ever. So we'll be back. Good morning, Jeff. I got to spend my weekend with you. Now we're together again virtually. Are you sick of me yet? I was just thinking how lucky you are. Like, how did you pull this off? This is pretty good. Um, yeah, we got to spend, I mean, we, we got to spend Saturday together. Well, like, yeah, but I was in Ohio. <laughs> oh, oh, some, Chris, Chris, edit that. Oh, shoot, it's live. Chris can't edit it. I'm so happy you did that, so I don't have to worry about doing it now. No, no, it is so early. We were in Idaho. We're in Idaho the whole week. We were in Idaho. Oh, my God, guys, <laughs> it's Monday. Happy Monday. Yes, Jeff, it was really fun seeing you Saturday. I'm so over it. It was guys, great seeing you at somewhere somewhere that is not my home. Yeah, I, we were I enjoyed traveling to meet you. I can honestly say that I was not at your home and it was wonderful. Although I did miss seeing all your kids and your beautiful family, as well as everybody else that we were with. We were able to travel this weekend with some Teach Better family members to plan a special event that will all be released on Wednesday. And so please ignore anything that you've heard. Wednesday's the day when all the fun happens. And ignore Joe because he just guessed it. Uh, what do you say? Spoiler alert that we're having a conference at the Callahan Auto Parts plant. Uh, that sounds really fun, but I know nothing about that. Is that like oh, a come on. Tommy like a, Boy? Uh, Tommy Boy, the movie Callahan Auto Parts was in Sandusky, Ohio. Oh, oh. Well, let's just sit, put it this way: if if you if you are listening at six a.m. Central Time, seven a.m. Eastern Time, Monday morning for the Daily Drop In, I guess you got a closer pin down of the location. But we will move forward from there. Um, I'm going to try really hard this week to not spoil the big news that we have Wednesday, Jeff. I want to talk shop, but I just tell you the funniest thing that I don't know if you saw. We do like weekly reflections for our team and mm -hmm. everybody on the team every week, they decide the day does like a pit and a peak and a little reflection takes like two seconds yeah, yeah. and everyone does a little bit differently. Like one person on our team writes like dear diary narratives. One person on our team. I got a, I got a haiku one time. Like they just do it to Ooh. mess with us. It's just really funny. Yes. Somebody, Rachel, on the team who runs our marketing department, she's the one that gives us the holidays. She literally has, at this point, just is the one that makes us look good. Her pit and peak was, I'm really nervous Ray's going to mess up Wednesday night. <laughs> was that the pit or the peak? Well, it was the pit. She was like, I'm really happy we've done all this work to like bring our network, the date, the location, the registration details of the Teach Better conference on Wednesday my pit is that I'm super confident Ray's going to mess it up. So can we give you like a little outlet? Can we share now what we're going to share on Wednesday? Like what we're going to not obviously don't share the details, but like what, what details are and are not coming on Wednesday. Maybe that'll give you a little bit of a, like release of the craziness or is, yeah. it, or is that just going to make it really easy for you to accidentally? No, I let's do that. <clears throat> I also want to give a shout out. Adam is in the comments right now saying, I know, I may know where it is, dot, dot, dot. Guys, I have never been so proud of our Teach Better family that we were posting clues of where we were throughout the weekend. And we had like four or five people have stellar guess, guesses of where we were. And we had someone come mm -hmm. and find us, which was the most epic. We had two that people was awesome. find us. That was awesome. Yes epic scavenger hunt style somebody saying, traveled all the way to idaho to track us down and it was awesome 
Okay, but how cool was it that two people randomly showed up where we were, even though we didn't tell anybody where we were, just to be I don't like, know that the first one was random. I kind of set that up. Okay, so the second yeah. one was legit. The second one was one on one thousand percent just I mean you could call it random, you could call it stalking, like what you could call it whatever you want. We call it random. Of all stalking tendencies, as long as it is the Teach Better family seeing other Teach Better family members. Yes. Can I can I can I go completely off topic? Like that has something no, has nothing so on topic. It has nothing to do with daily dropping or anything. Sure. Can I just can I say congratulations to my friend Kristen who had a baby last night? My friend Kristen Baum, who's, who lives here in Ohio, uh, who I used to work with, had a beautiful baby boy yesterday. And I know she jumps in and watches every now and then, so I'm hoping she watches this one yeah. from the hospital, apparently. I don't know why cheers, she Cheers the new so, baby. Yeah. Congratulations, Kristen. He's, he's a cute little baby. Not that babies, most babies are cute, so, but, yeah. Okay, anyway, wait. Okay, all right, I, I'm sorry. I, I, I felt I wanted to say that. I thought she'd appreciate it, and we can move on now. That's all we she were going to do something. Oh, what we're doing Wednesday. Okay, here's the deal for Wednesday. Here's what you need to like throw on your calendar. Because let's be honest, guys, it's Monday morning. You're not going to remember this in 10 minutes. So write this <laughs> down and then we'll let you'll like be ready. So Wednesday, October 27th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, which is in the evening, we are going to be streaming just like we are now on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, which is what we're doing right now for the Daily Drop-In. And we are going to be sharing the date, the location, and registration details with our Teach Better family for Teach Better Conference 2022. And I will also say that we'll also be taking questions live so you never know if other things come out. Yeah, it won't. Yeah, with you and me live, you never know whether we're just going to put it out. So that, that means at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, registration officially opens. That yes. was not public, but thank you for releasing. You just said registration details. details. Registration details doesn't mean it opens that day. But okay. Okay. I don't know the details, and it does. I mean, I'm just I'm I'm coming Wednesday to find out all the stuff. It does open, but either way, I okay. Listen, I think I did a pretty good job there of making it not a spoiler, and you just gave it away. So that's okay. two well, for you. You're down I, two points. I'm just trying to say that you and I shouldn't be live together. Like, I'm not worried about this happening tomorrow on Daily Drop-In because our guest isn't going to drill me about questions about the conference. So I'm just saying that, guys, I'm going to do my stinking best. I'm going to do my best. And if you have questions, you might as well ask them because who knows what's going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Let's Anywho, do other Daily Drop-In stuff. Yeah. So how are you, though? Like, legit, how was your weekend? How's life? We usually spend, like, two seconds doing that. I'm good. Uh, weekend was good. Um, Saturday we were together. Um, we spent some time at the venue for the conference, going through, and then all day planning, strategizing, knocking out things and stuff. And it was a, uh, it was fun. It was it's it's when we do that, we we used to do these kind of lock ins all the time. So it's a long day. So it's kind of fun. Like think back how we used to always do it and stuff. And now that we got to do it with a few new team members and stuff, it was a lot of fun. Obviously, it's really exciting. Uh, it's 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 both challenging, sometimes stressful, but always exciting when we get into planning big things like this and like trying to figure out all the different details and make decisions. It's it was a good weekend, and then yesterday kind of uh, relaxed a little bit. Actually, well, relaxed a little bit. Got a few things done, but we got pumpkins and we covered pumpkins last night with the kids. So that's always good. Always good. You got home. You you got you all left really early yesterday morning. So did yeah. you go home and just sleep? Yeah, I was gonna like, say like with your dogs those, and sleep. the Friday, Saturday, Sunday extravaganza was really just like late Friday night, all day Saturday, early Sunday. Yeah, because yeah. we, we weren't did, actually here that long, or we weren't actually like together that long. Like we were no. like, in and out and stuff. Well, and I traveled with Katie Miglin, and um, who you guys know, like does a lot of the event planning for our team. And I was home by like eleven o'clock. But we had calculated, I think total, we got like eight hours up between, like of the weekend. Of actual of sleep? Yeah. So I very practically was like, oh, I haven't slept very much. I'm going to take a nap. I set an alarm for like an hour. I'm like, if I can get an hour in, I'll get through the rest of the day. I woke up mm -hmm. four and a half hours later and the dogs were like, what happened to you? <laughs> <laughs> so, so then I ate food because, you know, that makes sense. And then I went to back to bed. It was fabulous. Makes sense. That's good. Yeah. Great weekend. 
So this week is actually a big week, not only because of the planning that we are finalizing and getting to release the family, but we also have like other normal stuff going on this week. So I think it's going to be definitely one for the books. Should we get into the good news stories and the holidays? I think, I think we should. I'm very interested in the holidays. Well, you know the holidays are going to be good. Hey, just shout out uh, Katie Miglin in the comments right now. Katie, don't watch the first 10 minutes of the show. We are really sorry and we'll be right back. All right, here's my problem. You don't have to click, you know, I have to like click buttons over here on this side. Mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, so I clicked the button to be like, ooh, good news story. And then I almost clicked, clicked like end broadcast. And I was like, that's not right. That's not the right button to push. <laughs> good news story is we're done. <laughs> no, that's not <laughs> you, what want I mean. me, you want me to deal with 11 minutes of Jeff and Ray today? It's, which is fine. That's, you know what? You're welcome. Which is okay. a new holiday. Okay, so there's like some good holidays, but I feel like you're not going to like these holidays, Jeff. I was really disappointed that you and I were live during this. Okay, go ahead. Let me, let's figure out if I like them or not. Okay. So should I give a thumbs up, thumbs down to these holidays? Yes, if you could do that, that would be great. Like a grading scale. Okay, World Pasta Day. Oh, love pasta? Love yeah, pasta. love pasta. Love it. Um, National Greasy Food Day. Oh, don't even lie. Don't even lie. Are you kidding me? I love greasy food. Just because I don't eat it doesn't mean I don't love it. Well, that's the problem. If you don't eat it, then can you really? I still love think it? that's a great holiday, and every it should be celebrated. And you should go get some greasy fries and some a greasy burger. Like, yeah, we don't. Yeah. I don't care what emoji you pick, but for all of our friends in the comments right now, if you could spend thirteen seconds, pick a pick your first emoji in the line, or pick a random emoji if you plan on celebrating National Greasy, greasy Foods Day. That would be a really good day. Time to fry up some frying oil, chop up some potatoes, and break out the napkins, according to this. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, I'm ready for the next one. National I Care About You Day. Oh, definitely. Oh, that's so warm and fuzzy. Oh, oh look at that. Oh, Two thumbs. Yeah. Um, also, I don't like this one. I'm just, I uh, unpopular opinion right here. I don't like this one. Uh, it's World Sour Day. Meaning like sour foods, like the sour candy. Yeah, I'm not a. Well, I, I, I'm gonna go here because I, I don't mind sour. I like some sour candy, but I'm not sure I get excited enough for a holiday. It's what's a sour candy? What are those things that are the the little people? Sour, sour patch, patch kids. kids. Yeah. yeah. Those Which if you ever seen Bo? If you ever seen Bo Burnham talk, he's he's like, where are the sour patch parents? Because <laughs> they're sour patch kids. Exactly. Yeah. Bo Burnham does it much better than me. You should watch him. He's much funnier. Ooh, Lemonheads circling back to other conversations. Lemonheads. Yeah. yeah. Like a like a like a green apple blow pop is that sour? I like that. We did talk about Lemonheads on a Friday show with Brad, and then literally not two hours later, I'm at later Adam texts me and was like, Hey, I have some of those in the office. Do you do you want some? I was like, You're such a jerk. Of course, Adam has everything cool. Like he's the coolest ambassador we have. And I know I'm saying that and I'm going to bother everybody else on this feed. I'm just saying he is a commitment level for lemon heads that nobody else has. Just saying. Okay. Also, I'm cheating on good news stories because- Was that all the holidays? All the ones that kind of mattered. Yeah. <laughs> Those matters. Okay. The other one was that it was, it's like International Mother-in-Law Day. So go thank your mother-in-law. Yeah. I have an awesome mother-in-law. That's a thumbs up. I did my mother-in-law is awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. I always talk like I like my my in laws way more than you're supposed to like your in laws. Like, if Amy ever left me, they wouldn't be able to get rid of me. You know what I mean? Know. Like, I just yeah. yeah. Anyway, okay. So, good news stories. I tried to like branch out. I don't know if you guys know this, but like I I'm kind of a routines person, and I decided to explore other outside resources, and I found an article that was like insane because it's 50 good news stories from around the world to brighten your day compiled by readers digest in canada so i'm like this has got hey. right the problem is i scrolled through like the first 10 and really the first five are like outstanding and now i don't know which one to choose so here's what i need you to do oh 
I'm going to give you the location of the stories and you're going to pick which one we go over. Okay. okay. I was going to say, let's just do all five, but okay, go ahead. No, they're like, it would be an overwhelm of good news if I gave you all five. It's like, Monday. We well, both already made a mistake. We need some good news. Don't tell people that. Katie's it's, a a it's a sour day, so everyone's a little sour today. So good news well, would be good. Okay. Maybe we'll do a few of them, but here's the Brazil is one. Okay. Australia is another. United okay. States. That's Germany. Awesome. Uh -huh. Or Italy or Belize. Okay. Those start with those. You pick one. Australia. Okay, I knew I knew you were gonna pick that one. I, only you know this? That I don't. Know. I, don't I tried to think about what I was not gonna pick. I ended up on Australia. I don't know. Australia is good. An unlikely mammal returns to the mainland in Australia. A uh, animal, very commonly known now as the Looney Tunes animal character, first featured as the Tasmanian Devil, um, comes to mind, but actually is extremely unpopular to find in Australia because of the habitat. It's saying that now Tasmanian devils are thriving on the Australian mainland for the first time in 3,000 years. Thanks to the efforts of the conservation groups that are doing a ton, they have introduced 400, uh, in, oh, a 400 acre uh, sanctuary um, in Southwest Wales last year, and they have been thriving, and it is a very, very big celebration. So, for those of you who have not seen a Tasmanian devil, Go look it up. Obviously, you may have seen them in the very popular Looney Tunes cartoon, but they look just a smidgen different than the cartoon, so go look them up. Um, fun, fun fact, when I was in high uh, high school, maybe I think we were like seniors, my my best friend, Stu, bought a new truck. In the, it was like a pickup, and the entire front, the entire hood of the truck was Taz, like a full, huge Taz. Yeah, it was awesome. So weird. Yeah. yeah, it's a little weird, but yeah, but awesome. Okay. okay, do you guys want to pick? Let's have the people in the comments. Um, yeah, everybody drop them. So we got Brazil, Belize, the United States, Brazil, Germany, Belize, U.S., uh, Germany, Italy. Yeah, that's what you need to pick. So Belize, Italy, Germany, U.S. We already did Australia or Brazil. First one that pops in the comments. First one that makes it really pressure filled. My goodness. Can we just wait for wait for like okay, a few we'll minutes? Wait. Let's we'll have, wait. We'll wait. There's a delay. Okay. Side note: This is something I really need to talk to you about, but this is totally not appropriate for daily drop-in. Wait, let's do it. I was on the phone with somebody yesterday during a football game, and so they were talking about the football game. And my respect. Red iron football or like European football? The one that's brown that you throw. <laughs> yeah. So. They were talking about football, and I was like, oh, I'll turn on the game because I don't know what you're talking about. They, like, were really invested, and I'm like, give me a second. I'll turn on the game to, like, have an opinion. My TV was, like, legitimately 15 seconds ahead. So you'd, like, watch a play, and I'd be like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, no, yes. And then they're on the side of the phone being like, the play hasn't even started on my television. Is that legit? Is that how the world works? Well, there's a there's a there's a a delay on live TV. There's always been a delay on live TV, and they do that so in case something happens live, they can cut. Yeah, sure. In time, but so, we were both watching live TV. I know, but depending so with the and then of like the um stuff like streaming apps and whatnot, there the delay can be different depending on what the app is and how quickly they get the the stream or the feed. So depending on where that person was, it sounds like maybe that person was watching on a, if you were watching on. I was on television. Like a direct, like cable. Yeah. Yeah. So yours would have been the shortest delay, most likely. Uh -huh. And theirs, depending on what, what they were going through, if they were going through like a, oh. I don't know, even like a Hulu or something, the if there's probably a little bit longer delay because it goes through the television, the stations first and then to them. I thought I had a magic television that I was going to say, if anybody wants to know, like, the I mean, if you really think about it, all of our televisions are pretty magical. Well, I'm just saying like, amazing what's me, happening. I'm, I'm in the future is what I was trying to say, but you're mm -hmm. saying now it's just the streaming. So like, okay. no, actually, even, even, even in that scenario, technically you were actually in the past because it happened but, at least 30 to, seconds before you saw it. So like, you're actually already fun. behind. But not compared to them. That was the point. Compared to that person, yeah, you were you were like you were seeing the future. You should, seeing the future. It would have been really nice if you could have made like really quick bets, but probably I not quite enough time to get them to say yes. It what game was it that you were watching? 
it was a San Francisco cult game and we were it was the the Colts won, I think. Yeah, the Colts ended up winning, yeah. San yeah. San Francisco lost, I think, four in a row. Yeah. It was know. a wicked game. They had nasty weather. Like it was it was poor. like one of the worst storms ever to hit. Like they're like, so basically this is a hurricane without being a hurricane. But then they kept playing. I was confused uh-huh. about that. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. Friends, it looks like with your votes, Brazil's going to win. So here's the deal with Brazil, and then we're going to move on to our theme this week since, you know, daily drop-in on Mondays, break all the rules. Changing lives one plate at a time. Every bite counts in uh, Brazil's uh, fave loss, spalling spotty in the outskirts of major cities. The country has one of the highest COVID-19 death tolls and serves an unemployment that has led to 9 million Brazilians experiencing chronic hunger over the past year. But David Hurt's food is more than um, delicious. It is a social bonding tool. An $8 trillion trillion global industry um, has committed to feeding the citizens of Brazil. He's opened up a uh, high-end, beautiful restaurant that not only is employing thousands of people, but also feeding people as the restaurant industry continues to grow and redevelop. Um, kitchen assistance, food, like he goes through all these different job that, jobs that he's creating with Brazil and the world. Uh, the world continue to face very big challenges during the pandemic. Um, he is trying to reward amazing people with not only work, but a family environment and enjoying the food that allows us to enjoy the day. So he goes throughout and literally has changed lives, not only teaching people how to cook, but employing them in his restaurants, and then also feeding those that are struggling to afford a delicious meal. So there you go, Brazil. Yeah, Brazil's been hit hard. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. So with that being said, hopefully you can take these good news stories, some celebrations, some holidays to your students this morning. I know a lot of us are waking up on a very, very rainy Monday morning, but don't worry, there are definitely things to celebrate Jeff, we have a new theme this week. New theme. We want to be able to recap or preview the week that's coming. So um, should we get started with our new theme? Yes. All right. Here we go. And we're back and you're dancing. I love it. Back up daily, dropping when we're live every day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and and Fridays, Fridays too, um, at 7 a.m. Eastern Time, which is 6 a.m. if you're in Ray's world. We are diving into a new topic. If you want to jump in or if you want to uh, give questions about the topic or maybe topic suggestions, guest suggestions, anything like that, you can go to teachbetter.com slash... (laughs) Sorry, I just lost lost it. It's a really hard website, guys. Jeff likes to do Brainstorm Bank, but the website is teachbetter.com slash daily drop-in, which is the name of you the You can show. just go there. But 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 then but the link directly to the forum to sit that is is brainstorm bank slash brainstorm bank. All right, Chris, cut that out. Let's do this again. No, hey, welcome back to Daily Drop in. We're live Monday, Tuesday. With, what's this is a live video? You can't keep telling Chris to cut things. Everyone's watching you. I feel like Chris can figure it out. I feel like he can figure it out. Anyway, so this week's topic or theme is meeting all the needs of all students and meeting all your students different needs um and this is something that obviously at the teach better team we're really passionate about um i think all teachers are passionate about this all educators um trying to reach and hit the different needs because i think as we continue to understand people and cultures and our societies better we're realizing that there are that our students differ even more than we've ever thought, right? We continue to figure out all the different ways that they, the different uh, experiences that they go through in their life, the different ways that they look at the world, the different way that they're treated by the world uh, and the different types of trauma and stuff that they come into and the different ways in which we need to be able to try to reach them when we're trying to educate them and help them learn and grow. So this is a really interesting topic that I think is just always continuing to change and evolve as the world evolves. So with all that said, Ray, as someone who I've witnessed live in your classroom, meeting the needs of a whole bunch of different students all at the same time, when I say, when we talk when we talk about this topic of meeting all the different needs of all your different students and supporting them, what's the first thing that pops in your head on 
what we should be talking about with that. And I, I apologize. I know that's a really broad thing, but I'm not making you do it in 30 seconds, which I think is an improvement for what I used to do to you, So No, I appreciate it. No, this is a really interesting topic. Originally, when I saw this topic come up on our list, I was like, that's too broad. It's, it's really too broad uh, for a theme because every single week, is, if you go back, I think, we've, I think we're on the 11th week right now. If you go back in daily drop-in themes, we have brought really strategic themes to really spark deep conversation. And as I was reflecting truly on the plane ride home, I realized that we need a good broad theme because this is kind of going to get us going, get us thinking, depending on what our student population needs. And every single teacher has something different right now that their students are going to need. And isn't that the beauty that we can try and bring some of those to the forefront and and allow us to discuss possible next steps? You know, we are going to preview our week later this week or later the show. Um, but one of the first things I thought of, obviously, as a Teach Better team member is, oh, the only resource that I was able to utilize that gave me the time. And truly, that's what I chalk it up to. I used a resource that gave me time back in my day to figure out what students needed. And we talked about that. The grid method is something you guys know that I am like, willing to die on a rock for. I think it's it life-changing. The, the data is is undeniable. I love it. But really, Jeff, the thing that I thought we should focus this morning on is the fact that the first step to reaching all your students' needs is taking an inventory of what those needs are and then spending whatever time you need in figuring out the solutions. But we can't find solutions to problems we don't know exist. And so mm -hmm. I think that was kind of the vision or, or what I was thinking of this morning as we were getting prepared for this morning's show is it's not actually about telling you what the needs are on this morning show, but talking about how do you find out what the needs are so you can brainstorm with your colleagues, with us, with, with other adults in your life, other students in your life to then go find the solution, you know? So, so let's get that. Can Tell me about how you would do that in your classroom. How do you take that inventory? What is that process for you? I think there's a thousand ways to take an inventory, honestly. And I don't know that one way is the right way. I actually think you have to layer so many different pieces. Um, I think the easiest go-to, and we even talked about this in the course that just re released um, last week at Teach Better Academy, is you really need to get your students' voices in that process, right? Students mm -hmm. do have an opportunity here to reflect and tell you what they like or don't like, what they need versus what they don't need, what they enjoy versus what they don't enjoy. So I think that's the first step is like, can you survey your students? But I think on the flip side, another avenue is also you as the teacher giving yourself the time to go through and collect that information. Some of my favorite things, and this is like so silly, but some of my favorite moments working with 11-year-old math students was sitting down and not necessarily trying to solve a math problem with them, but asking them questions in a small group or one-on-one -on -one and trying to like analyze how they got to what information they were giving me. Mm -hmm. So I could understand the lens or perspective they were coming from to solve that problem. It wasn't about actually getting the answer. It was about trying to understand like, oh, you just made a connection here. And that connection actually gives me a lot of information about how you were thinking through our yeah. development. You know, so so it's I mean, it's, it's really about largely about having conversations with students and and the, the word I kept hearing is like and then actually listening. So listening, not just for the answer, but the way in which they get to the answer, the way the, maybe the way in which they describe the answer or choose to communicate to you, because that's going to tell you so much about how how they learn, how they think, how they process information and how they deliver that that info back so it's it's largely about having conversations and getting to know and like you said there's a thousand different ways you can initiate those conversations right you, you mentioned small group conversations there could be surveys that spark conversation or, or or ask questions and stuff too what are the what are the ways that you did that you what were your go-to ways of igniting was it always small group or did you do more than a lot of one-on-one -on -one time did you do classroom prompts to get to, to scan and listen to individual even though it was in a full full group setting like did you did you like duct tape them to the wall and make them answer questions like they'd be interrogated with a white light yeah i don't know why duct tape to the wall like you just sit them at a table with a handcuff like i don't know anyway just um, that part chris cut that out to get stuff 
<laughs> do you mean to get um like survey data or when I'm like trying to gather it just my own way from students? Like I, I think both. So when you get so so I guess tell me I guess what's the difference in your head between those two? Like getting survey data versus getting survey getting survey data allows you to collect a lot of information at once. And mm -hmm. I think your your intentional identification that listening is the key. I'm going to push back on a little, I agree like that. Absolutely. But I don't want to negate that. Like I do believe that educators listen. And I think so often than not, we talk about formative and summative assessments all the time related to this. It's like teachers need to see the information. They need to collect the data. They need to listen to students. I actually don't think that that's actually the problem. I think the problem is knowing that once you consume that data, like choosing to make an adjustment or knowing what adjustment to make based off of that information. I think, I think that's where the gap actually exists. Which for and me, I, that's what I consider listening because too many people listen, but that's actually hearing. Listening is actually utilizing what you're hearing or seeing or reading and collecting and then actually utilizing that. Yeah. 100% yeah, agree. But I think it's funny because I think a lot of educators are like, I want to do that, but it's actually knowing what and how to do it. I just think it, that's like really, 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 really hard. And and mm -hmm. it's hard to do that really quickly or even within a timely manner, even if it's not very quick, but just within an appropriate phase of time. Anywho. So the point is like when you're serving students, if you give a Google form or a, a piece of paper, or you're, you're essentially asking your students question and they're reporting back to you and you just have this big collection of information. That is a great starting point. You have to be really strategic with the questions you ask, what types of questions, but also how many questions and really identifying what you want out of it. It's kind of like planning a lesson plan. What's your target and what are the essential questions that you need to ask to reach your target end goal? So if you're just trying to get an idea of what hurdles exist in your classroom, which is kind of maybe the first step in identifying how you're going to reach all your learners, what type of questions do you want to pose to your students to say, if you answer this question, it will give me some data that will get me closer to identifying what you might need. That could be as simple as them identifying their favorite and least favorite thing that they do throughout the learning experience in your classroom. That could be as simple as identifying the time that they they felt most successful in your classroom or the time that they really, you know, they have a, a sour taste in their mouth uh, in a learning mm -hmm. experience in your classroom. I mean, get creative rather than just saying, sometimes it's as simple as saying, hey, what do you wish we did that maybe you do in other classes or you've done in other learning opportunities that we don't do enough that you want to do more? And, mm -hmm. you know, that that really is an opportunity. The other thing, Jeff, that we see a lot of educators doing just in the teach better world, whether it be because of the grid method or not, is they have students that are doing daily reflection and goal setting. Yeah. And in the daily reflection and goal setting, at least for me and with my students, I ask, you know, um, what did you work on today? How successful did you feel? And what do you need to be more successful in the future? That alone, you're asking for a student to say, hey, what do I need and what needs are not being fulfilled? I mean, whether you get a perfect answer every time or not, that at least gets the conversation started. Mm -hmm. So you mentioned like the the hard part or one of the harder parts is the I have this information. I've asked good questions or I've had good conversations. I've collected data. I've listened. The hardest part is, OK, what do I do now? How do I how do I use this to now better support my kids how do we make that and this might be an impossible question how do we make that easier what is the what are the steps we can take to actually make that so that doesn't because sometimes i think I, I think that that could feel very overwhelming depending on how much data you've collected and how many different potential avenues there are how do we kind of take that and make it not so overwhelming not so crazy how do we actually utilize that information that we get in through whatever the different thousands of ways that we can gather that info to then actually take the steps and, and make the moves to, to better support them. You know, I don't know the perfect answer, but I will say, Jeff, I think sometimes we put too much pressure on surveying our students where it's like, mm -hmm. if we're going to do a survey, it's going to be a really robust survey. And I wonder if sometimes the, the easiest way to get started in this topic is to just chunk information, not for students, but for yourself, like as a teacher, you have, it's Monday morning. You have a busy week ahead of you. You don't really need one more thing on your plate. 
But if every Wednesday you took a pulse of your room about a mm -hmm. very, very, very specific idea, then, and you just adjusted it or tweaked it throughout the weeks, then you're not getting all the data at once. And I wonder if that small amount of information and feedback from your students can get you moving in that right direction. So yeah. maybe this Wednesday, it's, I'm going to push out a question using Nearpod, or I'm going to push out a question using Google Forms or, or a half sheet of paper, and I'm going to ask them their favorite thing about my classroom. And that's all I'm going to ask, one question. That's going to allow you as the teacher to kind of sift through that information, either with one class hour throughout the day, and say, okay, one of the most like discussed things that my students say they love about our classroom is that I blast music every morning. Okay, perfect. So now I know I'm going to keep doing that. I know it's setting a positive learning environment for my students, but maybe I'm also going to add it to the end of my day because mm -hmm. it looks like it's really positive. So why not add more positivity? And I think, I think that's a, a big thing that you just, you said in, in, in saying that is, I think some of the times the pressure we put is I took, I, I took a survey, I asked all these questions. I have to make a change. Yeah. Sometimes it's that though. It's I'm just reconfirming that this is working. This is setting a positive thing. I don't have to change everything just because I collected info. Sometimes it's telling me, Hey, Oh, this thing I was doing, they like it. I'm good. Right. I don't need to put that one more thing on, but I, but also like the little tweak that you did, which is a simple tweak of, Oh, this worked here. Maybe it'll work here too and, and end our day that way too. So Well, and then the following week, if you're like, okay, every Wednesday we're going to do this, the following week you could say, okay, what's one, um, uh, I don't know, something like teeny, 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 tiny that you might want to make an adjustment on or like what was your favorite um, lesson this week? And they're like, oh, I really liked when we used Quizlet when we were learning whatever, then you as a teacher can say, okay, they liked Quizlet. Why do they like that? It has game engagement. Um, students were competing. They were working in collaboration. Okay, so now can I incorporate that to continue to engage my learners in this way? Or what was a what was a moment last week that you struggled? If you get just one piece of information, it allows you to either choose to tweak or choose to confirm fully mm -hmm. but surely that you're reaching all your learners. I just want to say, I love that you said with the Quizlet example, you, you didn't say, oh, they love Quizlet. I should use Quizlet more. You said, what are the things that Quizlet is? Why do they like that? So I can use those more because there's a million other ways to do it, which I think is really important because I think too often we, we go to, oh, they like that thing. So I'll do that thing again, but it's not. So why do they like those things? Uh, why did that thing work? And can I do pull those, those aspects of, of Quizlet and what Quizlet offers them into other aspects of the, of the, of our class. So. so I guess the point is this week we're focusing on reaching all your learners and, and the teach better team very easily can say, Hey guys, want to reach all your learners? Nudge, nudge, mastery learning. But the reality is, is like, if there's a thousand different things that we can all do better to reach our learners better. And it's, and it's, you know, instructionally through instructional practices, it's, it's using SEL skills. It's, it's so many different things that we should layer on top of each other. And this week, if nothing else, I hope we give you little tidbits, little little things you could consider. How can you do um, this reaching of all your students more effectively? But maybe Monday morning, the simplest thing is to spend a little bit of intentional time throughout your day to consider how you can begin asking the question or gathering the information to know like what disconnects exist, what gaps exist, so you can begin to then be a solution seeker for them. I like it. I don't know if that helps, but this is good. <clears throat> it's gonna be a good week. It's gonna be a good week. I don't know. It's never easy to reach all your students because their needs are always changing. And you setting up systems, whether it be through mass surveys or my preference is always just to create an environment where you have time to collaborate and conference with students. Cause I think in small groups and one-on-one -on -one conferences, you can get the most amount of personalized information. Mm -hmm. But as you're doing that, if you can set up those moments to, to collect the information, that's where small little tweaks can happen. And teachers do this all the time. Just being a little bit more aware of it this week, maybe can allow us to be successful as we keep going on. I mean, it's the last week of October. Isn't that crazy? It's absolutely that crazy. crazy. I'm sorry. I'm choking. That it's is like crazy. It's crazy how fast the year has gone. That's it's not so far. But on the flip side, we also have had numerous conversations with teachers that this is the hardest year that they've ever had. And they feel like it's going slow. I mean, we just had a meeting this week where I was with an administrator and they were like, it feels like April. 
And I'm like, mm. so as we do that, I mean, we're obviously always thinking through how can we make sure that we are persevering, that we are supporting one another, all these pieces, reaching all of your learners and making sure that you're putting the effort into the things that are being effective is a part of you also taking care of your time. You have to protect mm. your time, friends. You have to protect your time. I love it. Can we talk about who's coming on this week? Yeah, I think that's good. Let's uh, preview the week so that people know what uh, we can be discussing and what's upcoming next. Here we go. All right, friends, as we have already shared with you in some extent today, our theme this week is literally just how to support and reach your students. How do you support every single student in your classroom, whether there be 22 of them or 150 of them? How can we make sure that you are taking small little steps, small little moments of reflection to continue to amplify the work that you're doing and the success of your students? If you have specific questions that you want to discuss this week, please just reach out and let us know. We know that these themes sometimes are really specific, sometimes they're big and broad, and our guests allowed those um, opportunities, those themes to really come together as the week continues. So Jeff and I obviously enjoy uh, kicking off your Monday. And when I say enjoy, I mean that loosely because, you know, eh, you know, Monday morning, <laughs> Jeff's here. Uh, but throughout the week, we typically have guests Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday that you have not necessarily been exposed to or that are not on the show on a consistent basis. Obviously, we do love ending the week with uh, Brad Hughes on Friday. That's all. That's always fun. It's kind of nice to to bookend, right? The bookend with mm -hmm. the two staples and the people in between really allow the conversation to, I don't know. I'd say, it. I'd say Brad, Brad fits. I'm, I'm more like a paperclip. What does that mean? I don't know. I, I, in that, in that particular light staple was better than paperclip. Terrible. And I guess depending on, if you're thinking about efficient, like effectiveness of use paperclips, you can use multiple times staples at once. So I don't know. Like, well, I just, to me, that is like Brad's a staple, so he's not going anywhere. Paperclip, you take off and you throw away. So maybe we'll that's, that's what, that's where I was going with it was like, Brad's like in there, but me, I'm kind of like, ah, like you could take me off, put a green one on instead of, you know, whatever. And then you could use the big clips if you wanted to. And then you could staple it when you finally find the right fit. I just want you guys to know that our viewers just dropped like 50%, like because Jeff was talking about. Whatever. Which is why you take me off and throw me away. Yep. So if you, we'll and if you want to become a staple on the show, Monday mornings are open. Currently looking for a staple. Yep. Call me. Okay. This week is really interesting because typically um, we have guests that are, are at least familiar to our teacher partner family. Every so often we throw in a new face, but um, like, but if you think about last week alone, it was you, Mickey Smith Jr., John Miller, uh, Evan Robb, and Brad Hughes. I would argue most of the teach better family knew all of those members, maybe not John Miller. John Miller may have been a new face to the Teach Better family, but Evan Robb and Mickey Smith Jr. have been a part of the Teach Better family. They've been a part of um, Twitter chats and 12-hour lives and kind of all these different experiences. So we do love to bring in familiar faces, but we also love to bring in new members of the Teach Better family that you as a viewer may not have connected with. This is an educator you can go talk shop with. Maybe you're even aware of them, but you haven't heard them speak in any sort of way. So maybe mm -hmm. you have a, a deeper relationship with them by the end of the show. The hope is that you continue to grow your PLN every single stinking week. This week is going to be new faces on overload. We have three new members of the Teach Better family coming on the daily drop-in. They've been connected to, I know, a few members of the team via social media, LinkedIn, kind of everything in between. But this week is going to be three faces that you may have never been exposed to before. And Jeff, I really want to celebrate that opportunity that you yeah. are going to be able to add three new faces to your network. And I know it sounds silly, but I mean, I'm really excited to interview them. I, I only know them in a professional social media space, but sometimes that creates the most impactful relationships. I mean, as much as we like joke about like our friendship, we, you and I met on Twitter, like, mm -hmm. and, and I still, that baffles me. It's October 25th, <laughs> 2021. And in 2017, we met on Twitter on a whim in February. That is a random crazy, DM. Yeah. That's ridiculous. 
like it's like creepy it you is, know yeah yeah but it's, i mean then then we got that we hung out on google hangout i know but we hang out here with our friends constantly and like i know my point is, is that for all you know, the three new faces coming onto the show this week could end up being the people that, I mean, not to be ridiculous, but like become your best friends, change your life, challenge your mindset for education for the rest of your life. You are mediocre, Jeff. I don't know what to tell you. You're not my best friend. You're fine. Brad Hughes, I'm working on making him my best friend. Yeah, I'm a best friend. You're fine. Whatever. How does that happen? How can I make Brad Hughes my best friend? Like, do you think I could convince him? Probably. I mean, you could probably do that. I, I think he'd probably take it. Yeah. What are yeah. you? What are you looking up over there? What, what's going on on uh, your side of the screen? What? What are you? Nothing. What? I hate you. <laughs> okay, if you're listening to Fair Talk podcast, he just changed. He just changed his name on the screen to Ray's best friend. Just living my best life over here. I did not say that they were going to be. I didn't say that you were my best friend. I said they might become your best friend. Um, we were talking about us meeting on Twitter, and then you led to, and that's why you paused because you were like, "Oh crap, I'm about to tell everyone this secret that I don't want them to know." She asked my best friend. Okay. You were either going best friend or changed life, one or the other, or both. Full transparency, friends. Chad Ostrowski's my best friend. I don't know who this Jeff Gargis guy is. Chad Ostrowski is for sure the guy to know. Jeff is like Robin. You know what I mean? Like, like, like Chad is Batman. I'm Robin. I'll, and, hey, I'll take it. I'll take and it. And it's, it's Ray's second best friend. Anyway. Well, let's just be, let's be careful here because apparently Jeff's on a change in his name kick this morning. So. Yeah. So any comments, feel free to throw in that. Uh, I will change know. it to whatever I see in the comments. That is that is not true because we are streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and sometimes our audience does not behave. <laughs> so that's true. That is not true. Anyway, uh, I'm really excited for our uh, new friends to be joining us. I know we previewed them last week. Um, I'm really excited for so many of you to be exposed to new educators from around the world that are going to be sharing their voice and sharing their stories. And I think this is a perfect theme because the hope is that they're able to come in this week. And as we continue to focus on reaching all your students, they're going to be able to give their expertise in how they do that every single day. So I'm really, really excited for this week. And I hope you guys choose to tune in Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for the Daily Drop-In Show at 7 a.m. Eastern. Um, Jeff, any final suggestions or thoughts this week? Because in addition to having some incredible friends joining the show every single morning. We obviously talked about this morning having the conference information releasing on Wednesday, and that's in the evening. That's at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Yep. So a little over 12 hours after our daily drop-in show on Wednesday, you should come back to Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch and listen to the initial details of Teach Better 2022. Um we also have brain break going on this week. Brain breaks that day at five Eastern. So a couple hours early, you can hang out with Dave and I for brain break. And we I also, will do my best um, not to reveal anything. Yes. We also have our Edupreneur Mastermind twice this week. We have our Admin yep. Mastermind twice this week. And we have our Podcast Mastermind this week. Yes. That a, that's a lot of Mastermind. That's, I don't know that I've a, ever We do a lot of Masterminding. That is mastermind five it. hours of Teach Better Mastermind opportunities, if you add that up. Yeah, if you fit it, yeah, yeah. If you were, uh, if you were an entrepreneur who is also an admin, who's also a podcaster on our network, you'd get, you'd have the ability to have five hours. Yeah, that's you have the masterminds open to anyone and everyone. So yes. everyone can come on Tuesdays. The entrepreneur masterminds, you can go to teachbetter.com/slash/entrepreneur and get into that. We do that on Mondays and Thursdays. Edu pod, the podcaster masterminds for our podcast network. So if you're not on our podcast network, you have a podcast. You might want to talk to Joshua Double Underscore Stamper about that and get in on that. You can yeah. check all of them out at Teachbetter.com/slash/podcasts with with that. There's yeah. a lot of stuff. We, there's a lot of stuff. Yeah. In addition to the fact that our team is all over, and if you see a Teach Better team member, please take a picture because. Jeff is no Jeff's not traveling. Chad is traveling. Dave is traveling this week. I'm um, traveling next week. You're traveling next week. The next two weeks, not this week, but next week and the following week, I get to travel a little bit. Really? Or no, no, next week, and then it's a few weeks after that. 
I don't travel that much. I don't know. I do know. I that just stay here in Idaho. We were together this week, but we'll be together again in like Thanksgiving. You and I will be together again, right? The week of Thanksgiving, yeah, we'll we'll get to hang out 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 your way. I didn't mean to say that like you and I were spending Thanksgiving together. That's not what I was saying. I meant that um, we Yeah. When did we we did a Thanksgiving we either did a morning drop in or a a chat? Can we can't what do we there was a thanksgiving that we were on we were live together we weren't Mas- together like we did a mastery chat on thanksgiving one time we did master chat we did the recap you and i yeah hmm. yeah we uh don't have daily drop-in the whole week of thanksgiving we so we're not we are, gonna do a daily drop-in on thanksgiving we're taking a few days off of daily but we drop-in. are gonna do you and i are gonna go live to track santa on christmas correct like that's happening um, I'm sorry, you track Santa on Christmas Eve. Why are you such an amateur? Yeah. I'm sorry, Christmas Eve. Sorry. Yeah. So, but is that a yes? I mean, we have daily drop in on Christmas Eve, so sure, yeah. Yeah, but that's in the morning. You have a lot to track still. I'm oh, saying yeah. like 24 hours. I'm saying that like some point, like we should do 24 hours where like the team pops in throughout the day and everyone's tracking Santa. Or maybe we'll just put the tr- the Santa tracker up so you guys can watch it with us yeah so rather than going to the norad website where you can get live updates you should go to facebook youtube twitter or twitch click on our feed and get outdated updates on norad no but yeah but you get you get slight it's slightly out like a couple seconds you get updates but with commentary from the team i think the norad website's the coolest. can you imagine brad hughes on here doing voices and stuff tracking santa i mean come on it's happening all right i'm just saying like I we, think have to I, move, we have to move on. Daily drop-ins on Mondays are ridiculous. We are thrilled that you guys uh, are starting your morning with us, but I will say, above all, we are so excited to wish you the best Monday that you've had. It is October 25th. It's the week of Halloween coming at the end here at the weekend. We are so, so, so excited. We know it's going to be a crazy week for so many of you. There's Halloween parties. There are you know, chaotic elements that happen every single day in the classroom. And if nothing else, we just want to take an intentional moment to say, we hope you have an incredible week, an incredible Monday. We care about you. We're here for you. Please continue to utilize the team to brainstorm and get some good laughter and some positivity from. We really, really know that it takes a village and we're thrilled to be a part of your efforts every single week to persevere and impact lives of students. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all that you do. Jeff, I hope you enjoy your last sips of coffee as we start our day. Um, I hope that you guys let us know if you need anything, and we will see you tomorrow morning. If you're not joining the Edupreneur Mastermind later this afternoon, we will see everybody back here tomorrow morning for the daily drop-in morning show, streaming on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch at 7 a.m. Eastern. And I'm going to click the little commercial thingy, and we're going to go off and have a rainy Monday. Jeff, are you ready for a rainy Monday? Yes. Absolutely. Bye, Appreciate you.